Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Adam Chavez today, and he is going to be covering down on the uh, event happening next uh, Saturday. Apparently, uh, one of the branches of the military is the birthday coming up. Uh, the, the only branch that matters. Apparently, uh, according to the Marines, it's the only branch that matters. Before we get into all that, though, I want to get some uh, sponsors out of the way so we can get some... Uh, get into the weeds um so first of all we got our main and title sponsor justo's gym justo it's like family you go to that gym i swear to you it's the cleanest place you've ever been to um i know adam would probably say that the marine barracks is one of the cleanest places well no not really no well maybe basic training right but either way you know how you walk into uh any uh, uh barracks at least in basic training you smell that simple green or that smell of bleach or chlorox, whatever, anything that gives that sergeant major a boner, that kind of stuff, that's the kind of gym this is. It's got, smells great, it's clean, it's it's spotless. Not only that, but there's always a uh, family there. Uh, if you don't believe me, go check it out yourself. Husto himself, he's a walking billboard. Uh, if you wanna get in shape, you wanna get into fight shape, you wanna get uh, lose some weight, build some muscle, he can do it for you. He's also a kickboxer, Muay Thai coach. Uh, he's got mats, he's got a ring in there, boxing, all that good stuff as well. So it's not just a place, uh, it's not one of your rinky-dink gyms. It's an awesome place to go visit. Scottsdale, go check him out. Look him up on justosgym.com or on Facebook as well. Always, uh, you can look up our sponsors on our page, Fallen360. Of course, we've got year-round Patriot. Uh, I don't want to work that hard, so I don't have a website. So just go look me up on Facebook. You got the holidays coming up, so I got some uh, wooden plaques. I've got some uh, um, stuff for your man cave or your she shed. I know people don't believe me. There is such thing as a she shed. So law enforcement, first responders, uh, veterans, you name it. I've got patriotic artwork, woodwork. Uh, go check it out. Um, Christmas coming up. Buy it for your loved ones or for yourself. Uh, and then, of course, we got to go with Sushi Sonora, our sponsor from the very first episode. Uh, they've got a ton of uh, locations all over the valley bringing you that Mexican and uh, Japanese fusion. I don't know if you ever had it, Adam. Have you ever tried uh, Sushi Sonora? I've not tried Sushi Sonora, but yeah. I, I have had myself some sushi burritos before. Have you? Yeah. I've seen those before. It's like a big old roll, right? Basically. Just a big old roll full of crab meat and all kinds of... Yes, goodness. <laughs> little wasabi. All right. Well, that brings us to the top of the show. So thank you, guys. And uh, here we go. Fall in! You gotta stop looking back. When you get looking back, it's a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all wanna get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. Why don't we get into it? You are here to talk about a certain event happening next Saturday that we're helping spread the word. And also, we'll be there in attendance and oh, yeah. uh, have a live show. So, what we're going to be doing is Rulabula is hosting um, the 6th Annual Marine Corps Birthday Bash. Uh, obviously, not everybody wants to go to a ball. Some people uh, don't have availability. So, and a lot of people are just out. You know, we're, we don't all fit into our uh, dress clothes anymore. <laughs> they shrink. I've, they do, I've talked about they, this before. They're magical. They, they they do that. They become like saran wrap after yep. a point. Um, so because of that, we're holding a birthday bash. And with that birthday bash, because there's going to be alcohol involved and food and frivolity of all sorts, we're going to have some uh, we're going to have some interesting things going on. 
Uh, we're going to have some... Well, first off, it's it's going to... If you guys don't know where Rule Bull is, it's in Tempe. It's on Mill. It's uh, 401 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. There's limited parking there, but there's a lot of parking structures nearby. There's... You can also get yourself a... Uh, uh, a meter just you have to pay till 10 o'clock after 10 o'clock everything's free on mill when it comes to parking uh, Besides the big parking lots in the back behind some of the bigger uh, pay for parkings uh, The other one is we, uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of our giveaways uh, raffles and auctions are going to the Marine Raider Foundation um, For those who don't know Marine Raider Foundation is for the special operations community in Marine Corps um, to help out those families that are associated with some of the harder tasks of taking on, uh, you know, cer certain missions uh, that are required are pretty much Raiders. We well, used to be MARSOC, uh, then went back to Raiders again. Uh, we got, like I said, we have door prizes. Uh, we got quite a few things. It's kind of fun. We have a lot of sharp stuff. What's that? We, uh, knives? Yeah, we got some knives. We got some. Because I, I know you're not talking about the Marines. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no we're no, not too sharp. Maybe if the crayons are involved, but you know, maybe we're not gonna go there. Uh, we're gonna have birthday cake, obviously. It's just you know how it is for a lot of Marines, or just I, you in the Army. So I'm pretty sure it's the same thing when it's the Army's birthday. You want to be around other Army guys and get that camaraderie. And yeah, that, yeah. That of certain. Familiarity. You know what? I, I honestly don't care. I I really um, sometimes it depends on the person. Oh. I enjoy veterans. I enjoy you uh, as a friend, obviously. Small doses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes there's some veterans I don't enjoy. <laughs> so I, I don't. You know, I'll I'll spend it with good people. How about that? I think that's I think that's indicative of it's on the person itself. Yeah. It, there there's a lot of people that are either over the top or um, they eat, breathe, live, and shit that specific branch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I always tell my uh, tell my wife, um, men generally have passions, women usually have hobbies. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's. It's a good way to put it. Well, because a guy can literally revolve his entire life around one football team. Yeah. Yeah. A woman can pick up needlepoint. She can pick up photography. She can pick up this. And they can drop it as they don't. They lose interest. Right, right. But that guy's still going to be all about that one football that team. That one football team, yeah. Yep. Unless your football team's not doing too well, then. No, no. We've seen Raiders fans. <laughs> we've seen, yeah, we've seen those fans that go. Cardinals uh, fans. Back and forth, yeah. They're not doing too great. But yeah, we got that. We have some giveaway prizes. Uh, some of the prizes are actually from uh, champion winners. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Forge and Fire. I am, yeah. Uh, my friend James, awesome show. Uh, James Helm. He's uh, he was actually one, I guess, one of the funnier personalities on the show. Uh, on the show, um, kept him taking water breaks. Made is, it look like it was too easy. Is that a thing where if you are a guy that makes knives, can you have a funny personality? <laughs> There's a lot of characters. They, uh, they. I mean, knives are pretty straightforward, uh, pun intended. But they're, they're yeah. pretty. It's there's a lot of uh, a lot of it's math, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, metallurgy. It's a lot of sciences. But the funniest thing is when you get these guys on their own. Uh, I go to some of the knife shows. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., some of the biggest ones, uh, USN in Vegas, and then the one blade show in uh, Atlanta, and. I go for like yeah, it's fun to see the knives and see my friends' stuff, see their work. But really, you know, it's it's about the afterwards because after hanging show, out with the people. Oh yeah, you're you're drinking moonshine, you're smoking cigars, 
you're talking, uh, you know, crap with some of these makers that, you know, a lot of people don't realize they're carrying their designs. Yeah, you know, yeah. in their pockets, they work for some of the bigger companies. So this is um, some of these knives that are be given away, um, uh, raffled off. There's are, gonna be there's I, there's multiple tiers. I'm not in charge of that I'm yeah. right now. I've just been facilitating procurement. And you uh, got some of the pictures though, right? Oh you yeah, can, yeah. You uh, can post that. Like, yeah, we can show. post them up. We have a, a tomahawk from Dylan McCoon. He's a North Carolina-based uh, knife slash uh, tomahawk maker. His dad taught him. Um, so it's like a father son oh, thing. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, the son does his own thing, the dad does his own thing, but they uh, they definitely have a style. Uh, they they forge out their their blades, so they have that that character. Um, I'm sure, I'm assuming you know because you work in the uh, the what's it called catering style. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. You, you you can respect a knife when you see it's. Been oh yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely know. You can feel it. Oh yeah. Um, when you use it, you can definitely tell the difference between a cheap knife and a good knife. You know the way it cuts, the way your, your wool stop versus your handles. Yeah, even the <laughs> even the uh, the balance. People talk about that, but it is because when you're cutting, especially when you're cutting, not just one thing. When you're cutting a lot, like you're talking about half an hour to an hour of just cutting, whether it's vegetables or anything else, you definitely know the difference in your hand, right? And I guess a good chef could tell you the difference as well. So I'm not saying I'm a chef, but I'm, you know, in that catering it, department well, yeah. as well. You, you will say subject matter expert. Yeah, yeah. So if you use it. So you yourself, are you a, a what would you call a blacksmith or? I'm, I'm a hobbyist. I, I've been learning um, here and there, obviously, you know, dealing with life in there, but but I, a lot of my friends, most majority of my friends are makers. Um, I do my own um, YouTube series. Uh, I do my own uh, Instagram where I will showcase knife makers, and I don't uh, I don't pander uh, to them. I, I pretty much you know tell them what I think. Um, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of everything, but in my I would say I started collecting really hardcore collecting at twenty two. Yeah. And I'm 34, so I guess what, what I can't count, right? 12 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> In my 12 ish years, uh, I've gained a certain level of experience to understanding not just the uh, the making, but then there's the. When you become a knife maker, you become a full company. You should, I mean, as a small business owner, yeah. you already know that. You're your marketing, you're your. Oh, uh, that's yeah, tough, yeah. Your, your finance, you're your everything. Yeah. And that's kind of the. Uh, the situation when you become a knife maker or knife or get into knives and so it goes to a point where they I have knife makers actually um, obtain my services to go to the knife shows rather than pay a really hot chick to read off a pamphlet right right they Who doesn't know what's going what's yeah. really going on but so yeah yeah we call them booth babes or you some guys call them gun bunnies yeah yeah um, so with that, so would that be, is that the same thing as a, a bladesmith or a, a metal worker? Would you consider yourself that or, or are these guys too or, or are they just working with knives? I've done both. I've done what's called um, forging and I've also done um, well, what you would consider called stock removal. Forging is you actually, you know, get the steel, bolt, fold it, meld it, form it to shape and then grind. Uh, stock removal is more akin to I get a flat piece of steel I will cut out profile and then I will do finish work so one the steels already set up and then the other one is you have to actually hammer out your bevels and hammer out your your flats and 
uh, all the various anatomy parts to a knife. And I've heard or I've seen um, on the show and other documentaries, I love watching all that okay. stuff too, you know, and it looks, some guys make it look easy. Well, but it doesn't, if you really think about because I also do woodwork and that's not easy either, so I can't imagine what it would take to be banging away at steel for hours and hours, days and days. It it it, it definitely wears on your body. It's not a. Uh, it's like a, It's like if you're you're a heavy runner, and you don't you don't. It, it takes a toll on your joints. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the it, some people do make it easy because they have that experience. They know how there there's an efficiency in movement. Right, right. And so that's that's kind of where it leads to experience and. Uh, most people don't realize when you're paying for a custom knife, you're not actually paying for the steel. What you're paying for is the experience. Right. You know, the, the, the time that it's going to put in the hand time. It'd be like going to, I don't know, Jack in a Box and getting a hamburger and then going to Gordon Ramsay and getting a hamburger. The same meat. It's same like meat. made by this. But yeah. <laughs> the experience would lead to, lead to a different example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see that, yeah. So with, um, with that... We said we're going to show some of the uh, knives and some of the prizes on the, the site after the show. Mm -hmm. um, but the axe, or not the axe, I'm sorry, the tomahawk. 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 We were talking about earlier. It looks just like the one from the Patriot, which I was watching earlier. No better way to get pumped up for a show on knives and or not. So, yeah, that one would be more of a classic one would be called Polehawk. So, basically, it's got the, you have the, the standard tomahawk um, shape. Flares out a little bit, but the bottom edge on the inside, so where you're, where if you put your hand all the way up, oh right, if you wanted to hook, you could, and it would cut. Oh, the, see, that the edge outside is, edge yeah. is gonna be able to cut as well, and then he does hand filing on it, so you get some artistry along with the uh, that, and he hand right. wraps them and uh, does hickory halves. That's pretty cool. And then what I liked about it too is on the, um, and I don't even know how to describe it, but on the on the flat end, I guess. They call, the they call the flats. Yeah. Like, okay, see there, it's pretty natural, then, right? <laughs> the flats, they, it looks like it's raw metal. It's it's hammered. It's, is that it's, hammered? In? It's just hammered. It metal. looks cool though, because when you it make, gives it that like like old old school look. So when you hammer when you do a forged blade, you hammer the shape. Okay. And once it's hammered to shape, all you have to do is grind. Yeah. And you're just you then you're refining the edges, you're refining the the shape to keep it to get smooth to get, and all that. Yeah, yeah. So if you want it smooth in certain areas, and some of that stuff lends to um, there's like thought processes behind it. Some people will leave hammered flats because if you're doing a kitchen knife, you're not gonna have food that's gonna stick to it. Think Got like it, yeah. think about the scallops you see in like a Santuco. Right. So yeah. When you're cutting it, so. That for people who don't know what we're talking about, when they see the picture, um, they'll see what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I think that, that looks cool. I, I actually like that look, and I think it's uh, obviously it's on purpose, right? Oh yeah, it, it leads to character of the, of the the steel. Yeah, definitely, does, especially with that. And then who does the um, the handles? Are those no, that's all someone him. else, or that's he, all him too? It's all him. He does. And that's wood, right? Yeah, he, it's it's hickory, yeah. or uh, yeah, he does hickory for those. Um, they're definitely uh, hand wrapped. Yeah. And then he, I will say this, um, these are made in North Carolina. So if there is a winner on this show right now that wins this, um, it's going to dry out a little bit more. So it might become loose. All you have to do is you put it in a vise where you just set the, the axe, uh, you set your tomahawk head on the vise. Yeah. And then you just take a punch and 
pop down on the uh, there's a little wedge on the inside of oh, the, right, the right. handle it spreads it out a little bit more oh, and you're good it. to go it's thicker yeah so i think that if anybody has any questions obviously they can reach out to us or to you or whatever oh absolutely so, um but we'll get into that uh so what else is going on for saturday as well so we've got the door prizes we've got obviously we talked about the tomahawk the knives uh, some of the different people are gonna uh, be there as well. Well, yeah, it's, it, they're expecting quite a few. We have pretty much the whole back end of the the, the whole the whole place restaurant. Yeah. And for anybody who hasn't been to Rula Bula, that's a pretty awesome place. Yeah, you've been there before. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 got a great uh, Irish aesthetic. Yeah. Um, they the definitely Tempe? is that it's Tempe, right? It's yeah, off Tempe. Um, yeah, actually, one of the prizes people don't know we haven't really talked about it too much is the. Uh, we have tattoo time and ta and artwork from a tattoo shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Like free? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty yeah. close. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't have any tattoos, so I'm not, uh, well, you know, but... Personal preference. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know, well, here's the thing with... Because people have asked me before. Um, I love tattoos. Uh, I, I love looking at good tattoos. Obviously, I don't know if you know this or not, but I consider myself an artist, so I love painting, drawing, all that stuff. I've, I've done all kinds of different forms of artwork. Uh, and even woodwork and all that stuff. Uh, I could never bring myself to to agree to one specific tattoo. And so before I ever got a tattoo, I grew up. I got too old, and I was like, I can't do it because I will regret it for the rest of my life. Because I'll look at I'll look at a piece of art that I've done, and I'll immediately hate it the next day. And other people will be like, What are you talking about? That's awesome. That's an awesome drawing or painting or whatever. I'm like, Nah, I messed up on the eyes. I messed up on this. So I'm always trying to improve it. So if I if I sell any artwork, I have to sell it immediately, or else if I hold on to it for a week or two weeks, it's done. It's never gonna get sold because I hate it. And I'm like, no one's gonna love it. And I'll put it away or I'll throw it away. It's crazy. So I'm like, I could I could never do that to myself. That's the only thing. It's the only reason why I could never get a tattoo. I would literally regret it right away because my fucking mind is that crazy. Uh, that makes sense. It's, uh... my, but I look at tattoos and I look at other people's and I'm like, those are amazing. Like, that's awesome. And it could be the best artwork ever. And I would still, like, not enjoy it two days later. Well, you know, it's, uh, the tattoos are... Hold on, give me a second. What's up, buddy? I'll cut this out. What? You um, can speak. Um... Can you have a cat? Yeah, son. Hey, you don't have to come ask me for that stuff. You can just do it, okay? <laughs> I'll cut that up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, this is one of those weird things, man. So I'll tell you this story. I when I was about eighteen, maybe seventeen, I actually had picked out a tattoo, and I thought this is what I'm gonna want, and I actually drew it out. And I, I hated the drawing so much a few days later that I never ended up getting it. But uh, it was uh, it was the keep on trucking. Oh God. <laughs> I had drawn a big old monster truck. The words were in like stone and it said keep on trucking in stone, right? Because I was like, yeah, keep on. You got to keep moving forward because that's always been my motto. Uh -huh. Even to this day, I'm like, yeah, keep on trucking, keep moving forward. Doesn't matter. I right? just keep going. And uh, I think it served me well in the military. It serves me well in life. But I don't, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get that tattoo. It was all like, stone words. And then they were getting crushed by this big monster oh God, truck that would, that... on trucking, dude. That's, that was going to be my tattoo. Luckily, I uh, in two days, I was like, nah, I don't like the drawing, so I yeah, never did no. it. And then I thought, well, maybe if I find someone else that can do a better drawing and they could do it, and then that never happened. So, And then I've still, and you know, who knows? Maybe when I'm 80, like the day before I die, I'll get a tattoo because then I can't regret it. <laughs> that, yeah, you can't regret it. 
uh, but I know a lot of the people that are going to be on Saturday love there's tattoos. Gonna be a lot, there's going to be a lot of tattoos. So, including our, our buddy Abe, who couldn't be here today. Oh. Uh, but um, he's, I don't know, you, you've met Abe before. Uh, yeah, slightly, yeah. Uh, but he's, he's, he's pretty much covered in, in tattoos. He's got tattoos all over his leg and all over his arms and stuff like that. That's all I've seen. I don't, I've never... You know, oh, absolutely. <laughs> see the rest of his body, but I I'm mean, assuming he's got. I'm assuming he's got some funky tattoos, like a. I don't know if he's got any like nipple tattoos or anything like that. Thank <laughs> you. I, I, I mean, so I know. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about this. So speaking of tattoos and uh, and uh, uh, bodies and body piercings and all this other shit, um, what else you guys got? Uh, for the any piercings? Anyone doing any piercings? No, no, we don't. We don't. We don't have any tattoo time. They're giving away tattoo oh, time. Oh, so not, they're going to be doing it there. They're just going to. Well, no, be... we're serving food. We can't have a tattoo set up. They, oh, they, they, they did think about it one year. It didn't. The there's too much liability in that oh, situation. Um, like in the back area or anything. Well, like that and sterility. <laughs> not the thing that the the tattooists wouldn't have sterile right. instruments, but the area. The area itself got it. Yeah, it wouldn't be up to OSHA standards. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know because I've never gotten tattoos. Uh, so yeah, they, they you don't just do it in the back of a circle K. No, that no. Doesn't, doesn't maybe, that maybe prison style. You know, yeah. get yourself an old Walkman. Take out the, you know, there's a whole MacGyver method to it. The the little motor. Yeah, you, you take out the going. motor. You get up. <laughs> Tattoo guns are super simple to make. Really good ones are different. So obviously, uh, so what else is going on with you? Let's get into you then. Now that we have talked about the show, you, obviously you're a marine. Um, yeah, yeah. Last time I checked, not a former because once a marine, always yeah, a marine. You never, right? you never stop. They say. So, uh, when did you join the military? Uh, that was 2004, December. Um, actually, it was super... Like, apparently, everybody tells me, oh, yeah, I was, I was in debt for this long. And I was... You know, for those people who don't know, the, the, the debt is the uh, delayed entry program. Basically, you're, like, on debt to join the military. Got it. And that's pretty much synonymous with every branch. Right, right. Yeah, I was um, on that, too. I was in VTOP. It was called Basic Training Orientation Program. So, we... Uh, I remember I went, like, it was, like, in August... I had tried to go, and they're like, "Well, you have a GED, and you can't, you know, we don't." But apparently, knows Arizona is only allowed to waive so many GEDs to join the military. Oh, really? Per year, there's like, a, there's like a, I guess there's a ratio of how many people, how many, yeah, they need to get from different um, uh, demographics. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, so they kept my information, and I came back in like November because I was living in Phoenix at the time. I moved, I went down, I was living in Yuma. Um, I went down to visit my family. And, uh, like the day after Thanksgiving, uh, drill, uh, I mean, the recruiter shows up and he goes, Hey, he goes, if you can go right now, would you go? I'm like, I had nothing going on in my life. I was like, I'm 20 year old kid, night, you know, ain't got nothing going on. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fine, let's do it. So go fill out the paperwork, do the, you know, Phoenix duck walk and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Oh yeah. The maps or whatever. Yeah, touch my balls, all that business. Uh, Wait no, that's they don't do that. Oh damn! What was what were that happening? Was that was that in the back alley? Uh, maybe I don't know. Was that yeah. on the way? Cold hands, cold that's, hands. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's so not, that's, no, <laughs> we we do all that crap and then like December sixth. Took your ass back all that shit. Oh yeah, oh the ass back was easy. Like test taking is not hard for me. Um, you see, you know, see your way out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, we go through it all, and uh, yeah, December December seventh, I was. Uh, get my ass handed to me in boot camp. December seventh of two thousand four. Yeah. Right. So I joined two thousand three, then graduated in two thousand four, yeah. like March, I think. So, um, and then uh, how long were you in? 
eight and a half years. Eight and a half years, yeah. man. Yeah. What and what was your MOS for us? What do you guys? Yeah, with MOS. We, just, we yeah. do MOSs. Uh, I was well. I, was, I went in. I went in open contract. I know that sounds like a dirty, dirty <laughs> word. Uh, I went in open contract. Like I had no choice. Uh, oh they, yeah. They me, wanted to sign me in six days. Me you know, to the Marines. Huh? Yeah, they're just like whatever. So I went in and I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna get fucked. I go. It's either gonna be something super stupid like cook. Or something super, super stupid like, uh, you know, just st- standard infantry, which, you know, it's fun after yeah, a while. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I went in boot camp. They're like, they didn't tell me the end of boot camp. They're like, the, the second to last day, he's like, oh, yeah, you're a radio operator. I'm like, fuck. So I get to my, I get to comp school and they're like, because I, I got short legs. I hate humping. <laughs> I do. I hate running. Any, any, I, it's not that I can't run, it's just any forward momentum. You got, yeah. Yeah, I got stubby legs. You gotta move, you gotta move them a lot faster than the tall guys. Faster. Yeah. Uh, so, get there and they're like, oh no, you're a wireman. And I like, I had to Google it and basically it's that guy in like world, you ever seen Enemy at the Gates? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those guys who get shot with a wire in their <laughs> yeah, back, that, that guy, I'm that guy. You're running across the field with wire, like? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, no, no, you're crawling, you're running, there's all kinds well, of Everything, yeah. Yeah, so. However you can get that wire from point A to point B. Oh yeah, so we ended up uh, ended up going to, doing that, and then they give me my, you know, my station. They're like, oh, you're going to the Victor uh, 2-6, and which is basically the infantry unit. So I get there, and uh, as soon as I get there, I'm like, I don't know, what were you? What, what were you uh, I was a 13 Bravo originally, okay. field artillery. Okay, so when you get to your shop, yeah, the, the I realized there was like 100 people there. And because they have 100 people and they got nothing but time, fuck, fuck, games started happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, room inspection for no reason, back, you know, like doing gear inspection. It was just retardedness. And uh, they're like, hey, who wants to go to the, you know, who wants to go to, to the line companies? I was like, fucking send I'll me. I'll go, yeah. Send me. I will just send me. So I ended up going and uh, became a radio operator on the fly because apparently, um, the, because of where we were at the war, even though a weapons company gets a wireman because mortars need uh, telephone systems. Oh, yeah. They cross-trained me to be, you know, radio operator. And then they're like, all right, you're going to be... This and because of that, we were doing what's called a mobile, you know, it was map platoon, so it was mobile assault platoons, oh, okay. which is now CAT, which used to be CAT, then became, it's, you know. It's all changed. It well, goes gonna, back. It, it goes back. I was going to say, it, it's a little different than it was in World War II, I'm sure, though. Oh, well, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm not crawling through holes. We got, you know, boots. But even the equipment and stuff, like, were you, was Hold it on, very. The, the equipment is still World War II issued style. Is it still like oh, kind of uh, so you're still relying on wires? Wire reel. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't. You're not gonna. Um, radios are great, right? But like, we're talking. The phones were cranked. You're still doing landlines. They were crank. They still have the crank ones. Yeah, they have the crank ones. The TA ones. They, they, they come in the um, the big box. The big box. Yeah. I got something actually in my garage. I'm gonna dig up before you leave, and I'm gonna show you because I got this from a buddy of mine about five years ago uh-huh. and it was his neighbors gave it to him then he passed away then he didn't know what to do with it and he's a military guy but he knows I'm a I love military history yeah and so he gave it to me and I, I'm pretty sure you'll probably know what it is I think it's something like a radio or something it's in a big box it's one of those old it I'll was from like the it. 50s I think so anyways but uh, I remember the ones that came in the little bag the little zipper bag yeah. the phone right the TA312 is that oh, yeah. has a, has so a you're still using that shit and put D-cell batteries yeah. Yeah. as artillery we used to use that when yeah. we were training 
same um, thing with mortars and same thing with mortars got it yeah yeah so right, set up the landline yeah so yeah it's easier to set up that in a gun loop so that way you can talk to all the each guns other at once right right and not have to worry about it and we weren't doing that we're you know we're going to fallujah that was my first deployment then like six months in, yeah i was gonna the, say you're probably not doing much of that huh? i don't know it was house to house all the fun stuff so you got to hang out with these dudes and just do that that the same thing as the infantry guys then oh yeah i got a lot of uh, a lot of guys who respect me out of that situation because like it sucked but i i sucked it up and you know you're part of the team you yeah. gotta do it yeah <laughs> without all this special training though yeah that they go through you're oh, like yeah. i've got all this other training that i gotta I'm, learn like, on the fly throwing out the window but now i gotta follow you and do this well with, i mean but you're also basic riflemen to yeah. begin with right and every marine gets trained and all this stuff yeah too, we're not so. like the army where they like your specific task is right. like you're a cook all you do is cook Right. Yeah. Well, you get you learn you learn some field stuff in basic, right? You learn you 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 go you qualify on the rifle. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean that you know how to shoot. That just means you qualify. Yeah. That's all that means. And if you don't know what that means, you're out there. Then you know, just go join the military. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to explain it. That doesn't mean you're 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 a good shot. That doesn't make you an, an expert. Um, it, it's very different when you have live targets. And you have people moving around and shooting back at you. I have, right? I have a better analogy. Just because you have chef's knives doesn't make you a, a chef. There you go. Yeah. So the the uh, yeah, or just because you've used a chef's knives. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. So it's um, it's very different. But you're right. It's not the same. You're not being trained in infantry. You know, everyone's uh, going to AIT, which is your your actual school. You know, and then yeah. you learn your specialty. But here's the shit that sucks is that even cooks were involved in convoys, which in our current era that's the main place where people got attacked oh i mean that's one of those jessica lynch situations all that shit happened right yeah that was very very early on too that was very early on and we're talking about uh now we could talk about leaders that can't find their way so with that being said if you are anybody else out there you'll be able to find rule of bullets if you will happen to be a lieutenant <laughs> you might end up down the you street. You might end up down the street. No, don't worry about it. Just hit us up on Facebook, whatever. Ask for directions. Don't be shy. Uh, for all you lieutenants out there, don't get lost going to Rula Bulas. Ask for help. Ask an NCO. They will guide you to Rula Bulas on Saturday. So that's 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 my uh, public uh, service announcement for for that. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's um it's it's different, man. It's it's a different war. It's a different time. Nobody's really doing their jobs anymore. You talk about cooks and. Do we even have cooks really anymore? It's all yeah. civilians. I no. mean, we have a few. No, well, you have the defect. Defect, defect is by Sodexo. Yeah. Sodexo is a, is a contractor they've been using, and not just in um, in the defects, but Sodexo is also used for, like, your um, all the prisons. They use Sodexo. Oh, that company? Is that, yeah. That, yeah, that's the company. It's, it's a government contract. But even in basic training, we I think most of us had, I think I saw maybe one or two actual cooks. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's why you're you're looking more cooks were more of a field or more of a field mess type situation, yeah, yeah. Um, or if you're at a or if you're on a, a permanent base, and then that way they have like they, they can they don't have to hire as many right. workers. Have you ever seen? Um, I think it's a is it a MKT the mobile kitchen yeah. or the mobile kitchen? Those things suck. I thought it was awesome. What have you set it up or what? No, no I've seen. Or what sucks? I've, I've had friends who are cooks and. I've seen them set it up, and I've seen them have to clean it out. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's inspection. And because it's because it's a food delivery yeah. system, then the the cleanliness factor has to be better oh, than oh that looks okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a feel. I'm just saying. I think it's cool because it would be cool to take one of those camping. 
Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I've seen them. Yeah, camping wise, I can tell and totally see it. I'm just thinking about all the logistics. As far as, as, far as working on it, hell yeah, I see that. Um, I've never actually used one in the field. It's funny because um, I know they still use them, but um, I saw it in an exhibition on a, on a military base where they were showing old equipment. Yeah, and uh, we went in it, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." Like, I've actually never seen one. Um, our all our chow in the field was either MREs or they they delivered it in the fucking hot boxes. Right? Yeah. that was the only time you got like what one hot chow, and that's on training. Yeah, obviously in, in in combat it's different, but during training, if we were out in the field for a week or two, we'd get one hot chow a day, and the rest were MREs. But I never saw an MKT. When I did see it, they were like, "Yeah, this is an old military equipment," and then someone was like, "Um." You know we still use those, right? Like, yeah, but they were treating it like a dinosaur. <laughs> they were showing it off, and I was like, "Hey, that actually looks pretty cool." I wish I could have had one of these uh, when I was out in the field, but now nah, we never had that shit. So. Yeah. But um. Anyway, so then what's going on? Then you got out what in two thousand thirteen? Thirteen. All right. Why'd you get out? Just time to go? Uh, yeah, it was just I did. Well, part of it was Obama had changed the. Um, terms of service when it comes to how long it takes to get to staff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had just picked up sergeant and all that stuff, so it, it would I if I had re-enlisted, it might have happened, but the likelihood of it happening would was I wouldn't have enough time. So they were just like, you know what, we're going to cut you. What did you do after that? Um, it was kind of like in-between jobs. Um, I was living in California, Riverside, for like, fuck, I don't know, about a year. Um, moved back moved back out here in about four, late 14. Um, and just you know, jobs here and there, just to figure out where I wanted to go while yeah. trying to get a federal job. Oh yeah, and then now I know you're all over the community here in, in Phoenix, well yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, you are part of Drinking Bros, right? You're I'm, with yeah, you know, one of the moderators on the the for the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, what else are you a part of? I know you're with uh, like Danny and the, well, yeah, the, yeah. How about, how about Maloney? Um, for those who don't know, Dan Maloney of. Uh, uh, you might be a veteran. Yeah, you might be a veteran if, um, which is hilarious, by the way. If you guys don't know what that is, we've talked about him before. We've had him on the show before. Oh no, his Arizona Antifa page is hilarious. Or the, yes, that too. Uh, his videos. He hasn't done some in a while. I think he got it. They just kept getting in trouble. No, well, no, that, that they keep on going back to having to go back to freaking Haiti and. Oh, that. that's true. Yeah. Well, him personally, yeah. and now he's moving. You yeah. saw that, right? He's moving yeah, saw, to like, Montana or Wyoming, something like that. One of those isolated states. White people things. He's a he's a good man though because he's following his woman, you know. Uh, so he'll probably uh, be making some good changes up in Wyoming for all twenty veterans that live there. <laughs> twenty one. There's twenty one. There's twenty. Well, now there is because of him. He's so, driving. He's <laughs> so anyway, so what else are you doing in the community now? Because you've got a lot of um, obviously you have a lot of connections. Uh, you're doing a ton of uh, events like this. It comes up. Um, your name always comes up. Your face always comes up. Um, you're always connecting us to different events and shit like that. So I, I like to liken it to. You've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. I, I like to liken it to like the wolf. Like I just I make things happen. I don't need to. I don't need to get into it. All of it to get. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, people are like, I need this. I go, I got a guy. Like I don't need to. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. So uh -huh. you're just like the go-to guy. Well, you, I. Uh, I go to SHOT Show a lot, Yeah. Um, I network a lot, Not and not purposely network, it will be like happenstance, like I'll be talking with them, they'll be like, oh yeah, here, take my card. Um, I never ask anything of people, like I never say, hey, can you give me this? Yeah. I said, hey, I have something going on, um, I'd like to connect you guys to see if you guys work something out, and I pretty much leave it to them because 
I like to stay out of the politics. The limelight. The the politics. Politics. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'll connect you, but anything happens after that point is between you two. Yeah. That's about it. Because that's two adults. I don't. Because if you just keep, uh, if you try to interject yourself into the deals too much, then I've seen a lot of people they become subject to drama. Ah, yes. You. So you're kind of like a pimp. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that, is that, a facilitator. A faci- okay, we'll use facilitate. I facilitate. You, you pimp out veterans. I get it. I don't no, pimp out veterans. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I just help companies. Uh, I, I know. I, I know marketing really well. So, <clears throat> if you're a sorry, um, if you're a a small company and you're trying to get exposure, and let's just be honest, marketing costs. It's either yeah. going to cost you time, cost you money, or cost you product. It's either going to cost in some way. Um, I try to mitigate that cost, and because I have a good rapport with a lot of people, I it, it gives a little more trust versus some schmuck coming off the street and say, hey, help me. Right, right. Like, hey, this guy, I've checked him out. I've seen what he wants. I give people realistic expectations. Yeah. Like, hey, um, when I sent out, you know, talked to all my friends who were, who were hooking up, you know, the, I got automatic knives. I have the tomahawks. I have the personal defense devices. I have a couple uh, custom knives. I have a custom K-Bar my friend made. I have a maker at K-Bar who's sending one of his his, his designs for yeah. the thing. Um, it, oh, he's, a, he's one of the raffles? Yeah. So or when I do that type of stuff, stuff, it wasn't like, hey, give me this. It yeah. was, hey, we're doing this event. Um, can you help out? And if you can, what can you send? Right, right, right. Like, I'm not going to specify that you need to send me this. Yeah. I'm not going to... It becomes... How am I supposed to be demanding something when I'm asking for a hand? But when you're when when you have these good relationships, so yeah. for the most part, it all pans out pretty good. So from what I've seen, yeah, from all the events that you've been involved in that I've seen, it's yeah. they're always panning out pretty good. And then you got some good giveaways called Veterans Night, not the last one, but the one we did at the VFW. Oh yeah, the one in Scottsdale. Yeah. Do you have uh, some giveaways there too? Um, I didn't have anything involved in that one. Um, I was barely. Getting back into the community, um, there's how how do I not sound like a dick about this? Uh, just because a veteran you're a veteran doesn't make you an okay guy. Yeah, and that's that's and kind of that earlier, huh? that, well, it's just there's there's a lot of people out there. It's a lot of money. There's it? a lot of money. There's a lot of dumb uh, politics. You said that earlier. You know politics. That? You, you, I think you did a good job with saying you didn't want to get involved in the drama. Yeah. And it, you can you can and it's cool, man, because we know. What you're talking about, I've dealt with that before. I think a lot of people listening to the show know what we're talking about. There is a lot of politics, drama. There's a lot of money too involved with these service organizations or veteran service organizations, oh, yeah. and um, that makes people change. It becomes, it goes from I'm here to help veterans to man, I'm gonna line my pockets. Well, right? and, and, and you may not line it directly. I'm not, may not receive a paycheck from you, but you. Well, not you, but, but other the people. exposure, the exposure yeah. I would get from you could lead to this yeah and that, that that kind of a lot of people realize that, that blends into my uh like my instagram that's the way i run it like with uh, the my, my knife reviews i i've seen people i know knife reviewers who are like super hardcore like they 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 pretty much suck the teeth of all the makers that they work with and there's no there's no objectivity yeah yeah and because of that when i do a knife review i just put it out there it is what it is um, I don't sit there and um, I don't pander. 
and, and a lot of people do um, and that's where it gets into the whole uh, by the way I want to show you this real quick do you remember these yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 they're basically a taser can, uh, can you hear it I don't know if you can hear it on the mic but we've got a fly running around or flying around here and I've got one of those uh, electrical fly swatters mm -hmm. so we're gonna get this sucker I'm gonna put it right here so if you get it feel free to, to, Absolutely. to kill this fly so yeah so because of that like it, a lot of people ask me, I was like, you don't have a lot. I'd rather have a thousand realistic followers than a hundred thousand jackasses. Jack, yeah, or fake. And there's a lot of people that are doing that out there now. It's they, they're they're with social media becoming more of a legitimate marketing tool. Right. Um, I know it was a novelty at first, and now it's actually, there's like legitimacy to it. Yeah, it's getting people find jobs, it's getting people get roles in movies and yes. shows and stuff you're, like that. You're learning metrics, you're learning, uh, you're having to learn uh, marketing, marketing 101, but on the fly. Yeah, which you know what, I don't have a problem with that, because I think it's good, I think it's good for, for veterans, I think it's good for anybody to put themselves out there, right? Yeah. If they've got a true story, if they've got a true business, uh, but going back to what we had talked about earlier too, it, it is, sometimes it's a shitty game because we'd never join the military for that, for the money. Oh God, no. You know, the, the glory, <laughs> the glory is different. It's a different type of glory. It's an internal glory because for us, we could sit here all day and talk about some of the shit we've done, some of the things that we've, some of the equipment we've used, yeah. some of the, uh, weapons we've shot and, and how interesting and how funny you're like, dude, did you ever get to do this? Oh man, I never got to go there. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm, you know, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done this, but I did get to do this other thing. And only you and I would know that yeah. no one else would understand or, or even give a fuck about that right and so um i think this is kind of a cool way for for people to put their their information out there and to grow now um some cases um if you have somebody that's got you know two hundred thousand followers or half a million followers something like that people are looking at you and saying hey i'm i'm gonna let's say you're looking at a tv show or yeah. you're looking at a, a movie or whatever a role somewhere they're gonna look at you because you've got followers you're like those people are gonna watch the show just because of this guy because of the followers so hey if you're a good person and you you you're 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 you know you're you're legit and you've got that more power to you that's awesome so I can see what you're saying about the legitimacy of social media whereas before it like maybe five six years ago nobody gave a fuck you know and really the only people that had big social media pages were what people that were already famous now social media is making you famous, you know, and I think that's the difference. Or if you were showing your tits, oh, yeah. <laughs> then you've got <laughs> now you just get people dick pics. Then you've got a million, yeah. Well, you can't do that now. You can you can show your tits, but you can't show your dick. It's weird. It's one of those things that's it, back ass words. Well, why, no, no, why are people afraid of the dick? Well, way? no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. <laughs> what it was is the, uh, the the quote unquote free the nipple movement. Um, yeah. They they basically equated that uh, guys have nipples and girls yeah, have nipples. Yeah, yeah. What's the difference? And that was basically the the core oh, I see, of the yeah, argument. Of the argument, yeah. Um, the, what's funny is, believe it or not, in movies you can show a dick as long as it's flaccid. <laughs> yes, we've seen that in especially in comedies. Oh yeah, uh, you can show a dick as long as it's flaccid. It so that's flaccid. the rule, huh? Yeah, as long as it's flaccid. Why yeah. is why is a hard penis insulting? Because then it, no, because it, because then it becomes erotic. Oh, like that's... It becomes one of those things. <laughs> because you can't tell, like I mean, yeah. unless she's a gusher, you couldn't tell if a woman was turned on. 
Right, right. Yeah, you're, there's no physical, yeah. uh, outward uh, indicator. It's indicator, not like yeah. <laughs> it's not like when you put the turkey and you know it's done. There's nothing sticking no, no, out. Pop, no. yeah. <laughs> that I never thought of it like that. The, but that is that's the rule, huh? Yeah. So as long as it's flaccid, that's yeah. hilarious, man. Nonetheless, man, why why are we so afraid of the 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 the, the male penis or the vagina? Like, why are we so afraid of this and not afraid of like decapitating people? Which is awesome. If you're a horror movie fan, which I am. More man, you, you decapitate away. But There's nothing are, inherently sexual, so it doesn't. It doesn't. Guess, uh, huh? It doesn't uh, uh, insult uh, any proclivities for for what you would consider uh, uh, what do they call it uh, a conservative view. Yeah, but th- th- that's weird to me because I consider myself conservative in certain areas and certain fields. But come on, man, that's like the most natural thing. You're telling me that so then conservatives are going to die off if they're not having sex. Well, no, it's or not about not the sex. It's just like the, the um, it's that 1950s mentality, right. you know, plus, you know, due to religion, that's the only reason we're, we're, we're ashamed of, uh, of bodies. Right, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't show off your body. Don't yeah. show. Uh, it's so weird. It's so weird, but it's okay to to it's, kill it's okay right? to kill. it's okay to show that i mean i have no problem with either one i think oh, that i think that if you raise your kids right like so my my kids you know i've got five kids all all together right and um they um they're all into horror movies you know uh, especially my my uh, 17 year old he started watching horror movies when he was a kid he started watching rated r movies when he was a kid and i all i ever did was explain to him hey look this is not real this is fake this is this this happens this does not happen even with the sexuality right you just talk to your kids like what's wrong with just talking to your kids it seems like nobody wants to explain anything and they just don't want anyone to show any of this stuff so they don't have to talk and there's it's that it's society as a whole there's a lot of awkward situations that people want to either skirt or like if you get in a room full of people and you bring up race, it, it's really quickly either turns into a shouting match or into hey let's change the subject. Right. And but, you know same thing with religion, politics. It's one of those classic. Yeah, right. In the, you don't, in the you, don't, you, don't the, you don't talk about this this or this. Uh, I, I get that all the time at some of the bars I bounce at. Like you know the college kids and their. Uh, I have to explain to them how communism is stupid. <laughs> uh, I love it when you see. I can't believe you still have to explain that. No, no I know. So, I love it when you yeah. see a uh, a nineteen year old talking about communism when the Sherry Guevara T shirt and he's African American. Yes, yeah. and and they're like, well, he was a revolutionary, and I'm like, well, you know, you know that like he was massively racist, right? And, and killed his own people. Yeah. Like, you, if you were gay or black, he would definitely kill you. People don't know that about him. But they, he was revolutionary. No, yeah, but they have no idea that he went around and, yes, he helped certain kind of people, but anybody else that stood against them, yeah. he, he murdered them. Oh, cold, yeah. Cold-blooded murderer, right? In uh, in mass numbers, too. Oh, yeah. Not just onesies and twosies. There was no... Um, it was black or white with him, oh, right? Yeah. So he essentially, I think, became exactly what he was fighting against, supposedly. Well, it's right? a Nietzsche. It's a Nietzsche quote, you know. And so, did you ever watch any of his um, not movies, but like uh, documentaries? Yeah, I've seen some of the documentaries on Che Guevara, uh, uh, Emiliano Zapata. I've seen his. I've seen a couple others. There was one about the motorcycle diaries on Che Guevara. Yeah, it was the most beautiful movie ever. It was before he became Che. Oh yeah. It was about him when he was a doctor. He was becoming a doctor. He's an optimist. Right? And so he wanted to change the world. And, all, and they change. And so if people see that movie, 
they're like, oh my God, this guy was amazing. Look at, he gave up this rich life in Argentina. He gave up being a doctor, this and that, whatever. And then, and, and see, he, they make him look like this hero, right? And then they finish the movie before he becomes oh, of course. El Che, right? And so you never see all that, you know? Um, and it's just interesting, the different lights that people see that. So you said you saw uh, on Emiliano Zapata. What yeah. do you think about that? Or what do you think about him? Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, they were just asking for Mexico to be Mexico. And, and not deal with the, Mer the American all the other shit yeah you know so with that like Pancho Villa I read a book called the I think it's called The Three Panchos yeah and it's like one where it's like a black white and gray it's all the the, the black Pancho is like all the evil stuff he did oh yeah he killed his uh, he was I think 14 or 15 when he killed his uh a man that yeah. was like the landowner raped his his uh, sister. Oh yeah, killed him. This and that's right. And then the the white poncho, or that's the white poncho video. The white poncho video is the the hero that saved his sister yeah. and and avenged her her rapist, right? Or her avenged her by killing the rapist. Then the the black poncho video, you know, says that he actually the sister was in love with the 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 land uh, landowner, the landowner yeah. and that he hated him so much and he was so jealous that he actually went out and killed him and then he killed his sister. And that, and then there's the gray area, which is the reality is that the landowner did they may or may not have done something to his sister, uh, and that probably sounds realistic because we all know that happened back in the day with oh, yeah. slaves and all that stuff. And if you were rich, you could get away with anything. And that he tried to defend her, and then he got kicked off the land, and the landowner, you know, beat this little kid because he was just a kid. Oh, yeah. uh, and then he ran away, and he ended up surviving by joining, you know, a gang. And that's kind of the the gray area, which is more of the realistic. Uh, and so it's really interesting because it shows you all the different, like the legend, what people believe in. And then so there's people now that still love and praise Pancho Villa because he was their Robin Hood, right? Well, yeah. And then there's others that were more of the, the rich landowners that hate him because he took away their money, their power. They took away their, he, took, he killed their families because they were fighting in the, in the war and things like that. So there's this split divide or division in Mexico, right? It's perspective. It's perspective. <laughs> it it is so it's just interesting to me because I'm not there's people that are like oh he was the first American terrorist or a terrorist of, to America right because mm. they were saying he kept coming over the border and he would hit up like all the different uh, bases on like in Fort Huachuca yeah. and down the, the border yeah. and uh, that he would go terrorize them but the reality is and just from what I know that he had deals with the U with the Americans, right? He would actually buy weapons from them oh, yeah. to go f fight his 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 enemies, right? And um, there was, I guess, one time they sold him bad weapons or something. Yeah. And he came back and he took his money back, or he 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 blew up, or he he set their buildings on fire and shit like that, whatever. So honestly, I don't care. I was born in Mexico, but it, to me, it's just there's a legend there. Um, there's some good and there's some bad, just like with everybody. Oh else. yeah. But Che Guevara though. That dude. That dude. Well, if you, if, if, if you look at people like Shea and uh, Castro, who else is there? Um, Mussolini and... Those guys don't have pictures with our presidents. No, but, but you know... You know, our generals. And but our you know general... what's funny about them? They all, they were all going to, and Hitler too, they were all going into uh, altruistic fields. Uh, Hitler was going to become an artist and a priest. Failed, oh, that, right. failed that. Yeah. Mussolini was to become a priest. Failed that. Pretty miserably. And then obviously became then on next thing next yeah. is become a dictator. So it's this or that. So anybody going to liberal arts 
Basically, <laughs> that's the that's the rule of thumb now. Isn't that weird? Well, yeah, one like, man's one man's uh, that mentality. Yeah. And the funny thing is that it's supposed to be this mentality of you're supposed to love people, right? You're supposed to be free and all this other stuff. Like that's what. Uh, and I'm not saying hippies are bad, but that's the hippie mentality, right? Which nowadays that's kind of where this is going to. You know, yeah. hippies love socialism. Hippies wanted that free love. It paper. Everybody. Yeah, it, I get it, man. Trust me. If I'm really good at at woodwork, and I and, and that's what I do, and I don't have to worry about anyone paying me, and, and I just get to work from home and do that, and I make all of your doors for your neighborhood, and then in exchange you feed me because you're a farmer, and this person that does all the the water in charge of that, they just ha- I don't have to worry about, and we exchange all that, and we live a beautiful, happy life, amazing. But yeah. I want more. I'm always, and why can't I want more? Why can't I want a bigger house, right? Why can't I want more for my kids? Why can't I want, you know, a better life or a different, not even more, just different, right? Mm -hmm. That's where it gets tricky. And I think as humans, we are always going to want more. So, we're consumers at heart. Yeah, that's why socialism won't work. Mm -hmm. It won't fucking work. Um, The other piece, too, is I can't stand being around fucking smelly ass hippies. You know, we like would patchouli? all. <laughs> you know, like patchouli. What is that? Is that what they eat? Yeah, patchouli is the oil they put on. Oh, on the dreads. No, no, no. They, they, I mean, they can use different things, but most of that's the patchouli is just like a. It's one of those. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, self. Your body, your body has mechanisms that it will help clean itself. Yeah, it does not smell great, oh, but yeah. you have mechanisms that do that. Like so is that sweating, what that part oils? of the your your skin sloughing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that stuff. That's part of it, and and just because your body self cleans, I think somebody said like Bradley Cooper does self cleaning. Oh, like they don't take showers as often. Yeah, yeah. That's weird because I take a lot of shits, man. <laughs> I can't. So I just maybe I just need a bidet then. Bidet. <laughs> no man, I'm squatty potty in a bidet. I'm jumping in that shower, man. I'm yeah. jumping in that shower. I, I'm but not. you never do a post shower shower shit. You always do a pre shower shit. Why is that? Have you ever taken a post shower shit? Wait, wait. Oh no, no. I, yeah, of course. No, yeah. no. I see what you're saying. Post shower shits, you feel dirty even yes, after you take you, a shower. No, absolutely, absolutely. I, I was confused. I was thinking. Uh, yes, I'm. I get it. Yeah, and. Um, I've had to before in the past because shit happens. You know, shit happens <laughs> literally. Um, actually, this is this one's funny. Do you remember the chew or the um, you you were in Iraq, right? Yeah. So there were some um, the the trailers where you yeah, that the the showers. Yeah, shower trailers. And then they had the ones where they had the 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 shitters, and sometimes yeah. they were together. Oh, we some, didn't have those. We had sometimes, porta-jons. Yeah, sometimes they were separate, <laughs> right? So same thing with me. I had the the trailers for the showers, and then they had porta johns right outside of them. I had to take a huge like 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 it was it was common right and i jumped into the shower i thought i could get in there quick enough fast enough whatever uh because it happened right as i was getting in and i was like i gotta just really do a a quick cleanse and then just get out and go into it well i i I didn't fucking make it i didn't make it dude i had to take a shit in the shower Uh, so there yeah. I am. Please tell me you cleaned up yourself. Well, you, to, you ever had to push shit through the little things? Oh, you waffle stomped it. You waffle stomped it. Oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. So I, I just did the minimum, right? I was like, okay, I still got to go, but but at least I, I got you enough. Really pressure. Because the thing is, I was going to shit my, myself on the way out, right? And I was like, no, I'd rather just... So I did that. I, yes, I did clean it. But uh, um, so I, I got out. I dried out real quick. Went out there. Went to the thing, and then I started taking the rest of the shit. 
But it didn't feel good because I was still moist and wet and I, it wasn't completely dry. And so it just felt like I like every wet spot on my body felt like I had shit all over myself. So I was like, I got out of there, I felt the dirtiest I'd ever felt, probably because of the experience that just yeah. happened. But so I had to go back in there and shower anyways. But I've done that before after the shower too. And ever since then, I I, I, I can't do it for personal reasons because of what happened. Yeah, you never take post-shower shit. But what you're saying makes sense. Even if it, if what happened, what happened to me didn't happen to you, it still makes sense though. But I have PTSD from that. Oh, God. <laughs> Should I take a shit before this? Luckily, I don't have a portage on in my house, you know, so I can just jump in from the shower to the shit yeah. right there. And, you know, but uh, yeah, man, that that uh, that shit happens, dude. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for uh, for reminding me about that <laughs> after the showers. So I don't think that you're gonna have that problem on Saturday. Nope, Saturday's gonna be pretty straight through. Come clean. No uh, patchouli or what do you call it? Yeah, patchouli. No, no, none of that shit. Now you might run into some of these hippies down um, uh, mill. They do. But you know what the funny part is? What are they called? They're called buskers, right? Yeah. Well, they do if, they, if they're performing. If they're performing. So busker, but they're all hippie and yeah, all yeah. The A lot of them are transients. Right? But isn't that funny that even those people? That you know are hippies and understand whatever, commerce on, on because they're getting paid right. You have to actually apply yeah. to be a busker, right? So you're like, oh, look at these these free living, these free spirits. You're like, nah, those guys are making money. They're getting paid to be there. So if you didn't know that, look at it, look into it. Like they're making money. They're they're consumers. They're uh, they're businessmen. They're businesswomen. They're 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 making money too. So yeah. it, they're actually working. Don't think that they're just people living free off the land living off your tips no they're yeah. actually buskers most of them are right because i think you you can't just be out there performing no you um, need to get a, you need to a be busker's a, license yeah and uh there's you got to basically tell you exactly what you're allowed to do what you're not allowed to do you're not allowed to solicit for money but if you perform and people give you money a tip like a tip yeah right? it's a tip yeah so um, that's funny like you think like oh yeah look at that go socialism Nah, those guys don't believe in socialism even if they do they're not following it. No. <laughs> I love when you're socialist and you like go to McDonald's because you're hungry for protests. Well, that's that's <laughs> funny, yeah. So, who was it? Uh, do you remember uh, Rage Against the Machine? Sac de la Rocha? Yeah. Which I love Rage Against the Machine. I actually saw them in concert back in the day. Back in the day when I was younger. Uh, okay. And then um, they, uh, I love how he used to protest about everything oh, yeah. and talk shit. Who was he signed with? Sony. Sony, yeah. One of the biggest fucking companies it out happens. there. And yet they were out there protesting and saying socialism, this and that, putting the flag upside down and all this other shit. So I love it. I love it when these guys go and they they, they, they buy their stuff at Home Depot so they can make their signs. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so you cut down the tree yourself? You make it, a, you build it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyways, dude, well I know you gotta get out of here, man. So thank you. Once again, why don't you tell everybody about Saturday real quick? Time, right. place. Time is gonna be starting at eight eight PM at night. It's gonna go till closing. You can be there earlier. Yeah, you can be there earlier. But right, there's gonna but be a football game that night too. So if you know you want to step away from the party and watch the game, they're gonna have that on the inside. Okay. Um, we're like I said, we're gonna have great drink specials. They already got us handed uh, door prizes and raffles. I'll be handling that table. Um, so that way people don't get stupid. There's gonna be a birthday cake. No specific attire required, but I would cover up your your naughty bits unless you're flaccid. I guess, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> Entry is free. Don't be uh, afraid of the Have your IDs. Have your IDs. Have your IDs. Liquor law is still liquor law, and Mill doesn't play around. 
please don't have any paper IDs, have your regular ID. You can take a passport. Paper IDs, huh? Yeah, well, if you get a temporary ID, oh, uh, Arizona yeah, yeah. gives you one, but it states on the ID not for identification purposes. Right. It's basically if you're for your driving. Got it. Um, you can't actually enter a bar with it. You can't buy cigarettes for it. You know, it's like a whole So bring situation. your real shit. Bring your real shit. Um, and we'll, we'll take care of it from there, man. Cool. Well, I appreciate your time, brother. Thanks for coming out here. We'll have to do this again. And if not, we will see you guys on Saturday anyway. So you guys uh, take care. All right. All right. We're out. Bye.